You're ready to be premature wow, all over again. Wow, that's, that's impressive. Quick, quick reset. Yeah. Quick reset. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Licking okay. gin balls. It's just going to be a vicious cycle. Who knew the job was pro bono? I was so high that um, I shit myself at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get still here. Somebody, somebody, everybody mute. Goddamn, you're killing me. My SEAL Team 6 went to SEAL Team 12. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with punching above your weight. The fight you get better. Well, I don't know what's worse. You're a ginger or you've been vaccinated. You sit around and drink and solve the world's problems, right? Hey, let's go ahead and unwrap this present <laughs> so, uh, and let the I... debate begin. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is a new week, new episode. The gang is here. The full horsemen are in the studio and we're about to get started. I hope everybody's ready. I know I am. I'm excited. But obviously, first, how is everybody doing? Plain shakalaka. Did you say lame shakalaka? Plain. Plain. The, oh, that's the less right. It can't be the boom. It's got to be boom shakalaka. So shouldn't it have just been plain shakalaka? shakalaka. <laughs> there we go. Well, but Grinch can't do anything that plain, right? Yes. I yes. mean, you know. Oh, I'm sure he can. Yas queen. I'm, I'm sure he can. <laughs> Wait, let's ask his wife if he's that plain. Uh, yeah, glad everybody's here. Missed you guys as always, but let's uh, go ahead and do our drinks and then we'll jump into our topic. We'll go around the room, see what everybody's having today. I'm going to go first. I've gone first, second, third, fourth. I'm going to go first today because that's who I am. Um, so I got my fancy little bar book that I can't read without my readers now because I'm fucking old, apparently. And so I was thumbing through that and just trying to find a drink that I hadn't tried before. And I came up with a drink called the Chi Chi Cocktail. And in this fine concoction is vodka. I thought it would be rum. Surprisingly enough, it's not. It was vodka, coconut cream, pineapple juice, frozen pineapple chunks, and lime juice. And I traditionally do not drink blended drinks, but this one said, hey, blend it up, pussy. So I said, fine, I'll do a Mac and I'll blend it up. And so I shoved so you went with crushed ice. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so I put all of that in a blender. It was uh, an ounce and a half of vodka, three ounces of pineapple juice, four, four rings of pineapple, which I froze because it says do frozen pineapple chunks, an ounce of lime juice. Uh, you put all of that in the blender and you waz that up real quick and it turns it into this little concoction. Oh, I'm sorry. And coconut cream, an ounce and a half of coconut cream. And you get this little ditty and there you can't really tell, but it is starting to separate. There are chunks of pineapple in the bottom. Um, so that's what I am having. I was surprised it wasn't with coconut rum. It was with vodka, but maybe it's mm. like the cousin to the pina colada. Fuck it. Fine. No. <laughs> and that's a lot of, verdict. that's a lot of pineapple. Yeah, it is a lot yeah. of pineapple. <laughs> Yeah. Is somebody complaining about the taste of something? Are you trying to overcompensate there? Brother? He's got to offset the asparagus. Now that he's been back ate. a week, she's like, man, did you not get enough pineapple? Pineapple in your diet while that. you were at Max? That's right. And some asparagus. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> I like pineapple, so it's actually quite good. I can't really taste the vodka. I may need to hoss it up and put extra vodka, but I am trying to watch my calorie intake. This is clearly not going to be something that's my friend with coconut cream and the pineapple. I was about juice. to say. Yeah, it's a add lot extra of... vodka. I mean, might as well make the drink taste better. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you can eat the calories. Uh, so that's it's right. a Chi Chi cocktail. That's what I'm having. So actually pretty good. All right. What Hoss, vodka did you use? Just absolute. Absolutely. I was surprised. Like it didn't call for like a coconut vodka or anything like that. It was just plain vodka. So I was like, all right. Um, all right, Haas. Right, what about you, brother? What are you having? Uh, I'm having a hot chocolate with rum. Must be cold there. 
It is. Okay. We've had snow three, four days in a row. Nice. And All right. Yeah. I, um, I have a new rum that I'm trying. It's called Pirate Pirate Reserve, XO Reserve. Okay. Um, it's a supposedly a premium Caribbean uh, spirit. It's uh, very heavy on the orange flavor, um, which, which actually goes well with hot chocolate because chocolate and orange flavors what? go well together. So, yeah. This is uh this is this is a do-over. I might I might be doing another one of these after the podcast. How's the pirate rum by itself? Uh I haven't tried it yet by itself. Okay. Uh admit, admittedly, I, I did I did a Don Papa backer because you know <laughs> that's what ain't nothing do. we're doing, we're, we're doing right. right? <laughs> there you go. So it is just hot <laughs> chocolate and rum. That's it. Yep. Nothing else. Okay. Nothing else. All right. Sounds enjoyable. Uh Grinch, what about you? Looks like you're drinking from a yep. coffee mug. Okay. What are you doing? <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, hot chocolate is, and rum as well. It's called a Kentucky coffee. And it is coffee Did you say with toffee or coffee? Coffee. Okay. Charlie. Gotcha. Go. <laughs> In the phonetic alphabet. Yes. Sir. Uh Kentucky coffee. Got it off of uh bullet bullets website. I'm using the bullet rye. So it's coffee, ounce and a half of the bullet bullet rye um and uh and then brown sugar and creamer to taste so another low calorie but it, it's good the, the three of us have hit low calorie drinks this weekend apparently <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh kentucky coffee and that is with the bullet rye yep. okay sounds delicious and i do like yeah, coffee. Good. all right good. uh all right mac i saved you for last admittedly because secretly i know what you're drinking and so i thought I would just bring you in at the end and let you explain <laughs> your drink. So go ahead. Look, it's your show. You can run it. However yeah, you want to, buddy. Um, and it's not so, my show. It's our show. Except for when it isn't. Except when it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Which is when it's always his show. <clears throat> just because I've never missed a day doesn't mean anything. Wow. Let's put this out there. Until you miss a day, it's your show. Because I don't know what this looks like if you don't show the fuck up. Well, no, nobody can get into the Zoom, so you know it, it's going to be a really short. Uh, well, short that's episode. not true. I know well, we can get in. True. We just can't record shit. That or is share, also not true. Yeah. You cannot you share can. your screen. See, I'm actually, we, I'm actually making leading statements to set us up so we can do it without you. That's kind of the way I was. Looking I look at forward it. to it. I, are you going to edit it too? No, no, that's no. still your job. <laughs> I mean, it will it's, be the uncensored podcast. That's right. It's raw and uncut. It's raw, raw and uncut. Raw and unfiltered. Right. There you yep. go. Yep. We'll all, right, all be here with no shirts and assless chaps. I'm still waiting for that. <laughs> so, I'm not. Mac, <laughs> I'm really not. On your podcast, what are you drinking? So today on my podcast, I'm having what is called a Florida. Um, I got for Christmas... Uh, Amongst many of the pre-made mixes that I got, I got a couple of uh, jars of infusion kits um, from a company called Camp Craft Cocktail. Uh, so it's it's like a little mason jar, and it comes with uh, you know dried fruits in it, and then you just add the spirit of your choice. Let it sit for you know minimum of three days uh, or longer um, to infuse all that into the alcohol. Uh, so the Florida, you know, it came with lime, pineapple, orange. Uh, hibiscus and then um, citrus infused non-GMO vegan Fe sugar. Yeah, vegan sugar. I remember reading that. Um, and I was like, "What?" Yeah. So you, yeah, this was actually one that you made or we put together when you were here um, visiting. So, 
So it's clearly and, been in the jar longer than three days, obviously, because I know when we poured it. Yes. It okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it, it, you know, it. I, I mentioned you know when we were talking that it does have a very bitter, almost kind of a strong tart taste. And in looking now at the description, it says tropical tart sweet, which I don't know how you get all three of those together, but. Um, so I don't know that because you, as you are well aware, when we put this together, uh, it is a blend of rums. Uh, so I did use a rum. Um, but as I started to pour in the bamboo rum that we were going to use, I realized, well, that's only going to fill it up like a third. Shit, we're out of rum. I said, okay, well, I got cruising rum. Let's add that. Oh, shit, that's only two thirds. Um, so then I had to go get Hammond room. I know, Grinchin, you're shaking your head like no, I'm just like it's like a, it's like a suicide, you know. You're like pretty much a little Fanta bit yeah. and Pepsi and <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a great call out because <laughs> um, we all did that. Um, so I yeah, I couldn't tell if it was because it was a blend of rums that, that made it kind of really bitter, but I, I think maybe that's just the way it's supposed to be. Um, so when I finished this. I'm going to kind of try and rinse it out a little bit as best I can, because you could do up to two batches with a jar um, and then just go with like a single rum um, and put it in there and see if it changes the flavor profile. Um, but they do a bunch of different ones. They, uh, you know, they have Florida. I did a, um, they have an old fashioned uh, where you can just pour the bourbon right in there and let it infuse uh, and, and a whole bunch of other options that you can get. I uh, very nice. Yes, I I do want to make one comment though about when I was at uh, at your place recently. We offered plenty of pineapple. I don't want to hear you complain. Okay, <laughs> I have not done this, and this is not to sidetrack the Florida. Let's go ahead and finish that up. And how do you like the Florida Mac? Um, it's getting better as the ice melts and kind of okay. takes away a little Waters bit of that, it down. Uh, that tartness. <laughs> yeah, that um, first drink yeah, I saw you hit, you were like, Ugh. it was pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, but right. I will, as, as we mentioned, I'm going to drink it all, right? Because, you know, can't right. go to waste. Well, then, before I say my piece, I want to say cheers to you, gentlemen, your Florida, your hot cocoa and rum, your coffee and bourbon, and my tropical coconut paradise cheers. drink. Cheers, gentlemen. Your sperm infuser. Mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I do want to go on record here and saying when I was at Max, he and I... And he's done it. And I don't know if the rest of you have done this. He's done it. I had never done it. We did a smoke-infused old-fashioned. Um, it's dog shit. It tastes and like I, a burnout house. I, I don't, told, That's yeah. exactly what I told you it tasted like. <clears throat> we, and you didn't did believe it. me, I don't think. We did it. That first drink, I was like, oh, that's not too bad. And it's like, as it sat, it got worse. And it was, all, I think, did you finish yours? Like, it was almost oh, untrackable. No, you poured out. yours out. Yeah. yeah. Were, could, were you it, using it, the kit? Yeah, it, yeah was like a, it was a smoke a top, smoke, smoke top kit, and you just set okay. it on. You put a little bit of the, uh, you know, it was whatever, cinnamon. cinnamon. We did cinnamon wood chips or something like that. Yeah, huh. and then you kind of light it, let the smoke kind of billow down into the glass. Yeah. I mean, it looks really cool when you're doing yeah, yeah. it. It just tastes like shit. And it looked like I was like, "There's no smoke going to this thing." Like it was like you always oh, see the pictures, there, like though. it's completely smoky, and they pull it off, and it all billows. It's like, yeah, ours wasn't like that. But man, about three or four sips in, it literally. I thought the wet sock mezcal was bad. This shit was almost undrinkable. I, I don't know if you guys have ever. It was done that. undrinkable. You just powered through it. I for did. Some I was just like, I'm not wasting it. Uh, I, I don't know that I'll do that. Hobo, hobo's underwear. 
<laughs> yes. I, hope it was, I hope it was dick cheese yeah. that oh, had been burnt oh, in a fire hosed down by firefighters to put the fire on, out yeah ringed out in a fucking glass that's what it was it was disgusting gross. so yeah, yeah i mean give that it a was try. bad give it a try i will say uh there, there's a there's a place here that does craft cocktails and they're fantastic and they do smoke infused like old fashions and they're phenomenal Look. I've had so a smoke. I, that's why yeah. I was wondering, you know, if it was the kit, if it was the bad amateurs. You know. No, just call us, call it, call it what it is. There, Grinch. It's, we we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. Yeah, it's you're fucking right. amateur had, hour. I've yeah. had smoked cocktails, uh, specifically the old fashioned at restaurants before, and they were very good. Yeah. Um, but this you're is like, probably the third time I've tried this. So you're like it's fishing like, ash out of the fire pit. <laughs> there <laughs> won't be a fourth. Yeah, no, there won't be. All right. I just wanted to say that because I did try that. All right. Let's go ahead and jump into our topic. Thank you, gentlemen, for being here. Uh, So as of late in January, maybe you heard the news, maybe you didn't. Depends on how much you are plugged into this scene. But in the gaming industry, a massive announcement was made, and that was the acquisition or the proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard by Microsoft and folding them into their Microsoft gaming. And so... I thought this would be interesting to talk about because I started reading some stuff up about it and we haven't really talked about gaming in a while. And I thought, you know, we probably have listeners out there that are into gaming. And so, Hey, let's do a topic for them. We'll roll this back in. And part of it being, this is in the gaming industry, a monumental acquisition by Microsoft and in essence, gobbling up a huge player in the market in Activision Blizzard. So I read I thought, somewhere where this is the largest tech would be the largest tech purchase in history. Uh, the, I saw the same thing. Like nothing has been on this scale. Uh, I, I don't know if it's tech across all facets. I just know in the gaming industry, this is unsurpassed in terms of anything else in terms of acquisitions. Uh, so I thought it would be interesting to talk about for a number of reasons. First and foremost, a, is it a good idea? Should Microsoft be acquiring somebody like Activision Blizzard, uh, condensing the market? You know, f- obviously, fewer players means less options. Um, we know uh, last year and for an extended period of time, Activision Blizzard has been under the microscope with sexual allegations and their culture there at the at their business, you know, for that business has been called into question over the last decade or so and the way that they are handling things and how does that change getting rolled into Microsoft. And then I found some other things that Microsoft has acquired other developers along the way in the last 10, 20 years and have systematically run them into the ground. So I thought this might be an interesting topic. We do have some kind of heavy gamers on this show and I'd love to get their take, what their opinion is. Um, and we all come from a different background in terms of gaming. I know Haas, you love Destiny. You loved World of Warcraft, those big open world games. Grinch, big Call of Duty fan, love Battlefield. You love those first person shooters. I kind mm-hmm. of am all over the map. I love sports games, first person shooters, doesn't matter. Mac, diehard fucking Minecrafter. Look, Nobody wait, judges. We love it. I just want somebody to port Oregon Trail over. Okay. Can somebody get on that for me? Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Undeniably. The oh, best. I can never find that bitch. Um, but yeah, I thought this would be a good topic for us to talk about and just kind of where do where do we sit in terms of this acquisition? Good, bad, indifferent. What does it mean for the marketplace? So who would like to go ahead and start? Come um, on, gamers. A couple of things I just saw here too. So um, in addition to Zenimax, Microsoft owns Rare, 343 Studios, The Coalition, Mahjong, Ninja Theory, 
Playground Games, Compulsion Games, Obsidian Entertainment, mm-hmm. and Exile Entertainment, and Double Fine. <clears throat> and I thought they also bought Bethesda. Did I? Oh, uh, that was Zenimax, that isn't it? Zenimax was. Oh, Bethesda, maybe that is Zenimax. Right? Okay, I think yeah. What it was, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't get into this level of corporate awareness, but you know, uh, my understanding is they used, you know, it was sixty-eight point seven billion cash, which is a little over half of their one hundred and thirty point six billion in cash, cash equivalents, and short-term valuations. It was sitting yeah. in, sitting on last quarter, right. Um, yeah, I mean, okay. It makes them the third largest gaming company in the world now behind, uh, what is it? Tencent or behind Sony and Tencent. Tencent. Yep. Um, it is curious. I mean, obviously they picked up some huge titles. Um, but to your point, I mean, Activision Blizzard isn't exactly in great shape right now. It has not handled some of its, its titles well over the last five years or more. It's got a pending court case in California. I think, what is it? Kotick, Kostick, whatever his fucking name is. I think it's a jackass that needs to go. Yeah, Bob Kotick, the CEO. Yeah, and I think they've been running the Call of Duty uh, studios into the ground by making them churn out a game like every single year. If they plan to clean house and like correct all that, get the culture fixed and get those those studios kind of back in a healthy place, then okay. That's one aspect of it. And then in terms of access to those games, if they're going to make them exclusives or not, that's obviously another perspective because, you know, no, I mean, I, sure. I think, you, I think they'd be cutting off their nose to spite their face. If yeah. They yeah. And, and Phil Spencer came out. Um, he's the CEO of Xbox. He came out and said that, they, they, that's not why they're doing this. They're doing this because they're concerned about the Google Stadia's and you know all these other <clears throat> big uh, uh, Apple getting into the gaming. All these other big tech companies getting into video game because video gaming is it's a booming industry. You know what, hundreds and billions of dollars a year. You know it's it's worth more than movies, television, and sports franchises put together or some crap like that from an entertainment perspective. Um, so I think they're trying to hedge their bets. I think they're trying to get out in front of this video game arms race, you know, and, and have their own developer in house, which makes sense. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, and again, I'm not the video game expert here. I'll, I'll start by saying that. But my concern with it being that typically when you're when you're dealing with video game developers and developers of any kind, they, they tend to have to be a very creative person. Right. And, and, and thrive in a creative atmosphere. And my concern is, what was the last thing Microsoft really created, right? I mean, is, is, is this not going to just be someplace where Activision and, you know, their developers go to die, uh, for lack of a better term, um, well, in, in more of a corporate structure, right? You know, I, I, think, I mean, I think, go ahead. No, I, I think your point is valid. That's one of the concerns because when they have acquired other studios, that's what they've done. They have systematically just kind of run the creativity out of them. And it has been an issue. And so the question is, will it be an issue now for one of the major players in the industry? I mean, I guess, you know, if you say they've done it before, what's to say they wouldn't do it again? Unless, you know, they let it run as, you know, they own it, but it is, you know, kind of a separate arm of of Microsoft and they, they continue to run their own thing just under some, you know, some oversight. Well, well, and 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 it's interesting you should, you should say it, put it in those terms because 
obviously they're talking about closing this earliest is like first, second quarter, 2023, but it more like probably third or fourth quarter, 2023. So you've got a hot minute before this deal even closes. Obviously it's going to come under uh, FCC uh, scrutiny. And one of the articles I read was talking about how they would probably end up having to break the company up a little bit for them to, to, for them to be able to allow this to go through. So I think what you're saying, Mac, is if they do that, which sounds like it should be a good idea anyway, based on what you said, um, maybe that's one of the things that they'll put forth to the FCC and say, listen, we're going to take this and we're just going to set it aside as a sister company. We'll have it handle its own business. It's just, you know, it's a cash flow kind of deal, you know. Right, right. It becomes very much like, uh, you know, I don't know how many years ago now it was when, when Microsoft bought into Apple or bought into Apple to keep them afloat so that they didn't become a monopoly. You know, everybody was yeah. worried, you know, oh, Microsoft's <clears throat> going to be this, you know, the monopoly. They're going to put Apple out of business. And so Microsoft infused a bunch of cash into Apple to keep them afloat. You know, they, you know, could this be something similar? I, either way, I think if you do it, Grinch, as you said, Mike, Bob Kotick's got to go. And I know when Philip Spencer put out the tweet about a, the starting of the acquisition of Activision Blizzard, he sent out an org chart and Bob Kotick was not on the chart. And so the speculation was they were going to remove him. He would not be in the tree of organization and hopefully riding the ship from the legality perspective. Now, whether or not, but Haas, as you said, if this doesn't occur for another year or two, he's still going to be at the helm for that long. And then how does this play out? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, that might be one of the contingencies of their purchases is he's got to go. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, it's so, certainly if he's the face, and I think he is, of the issues the company has with the misconduct and just the culture, I think he has to go. And, you know, I was talking to uh, the good doctor last night, um, and he made the comment, you know, typically with mergers, you know, your senior folks will stay on to oversee the transition, <laughs> then the house cleaning Begins. Well, yeah, you don't need two CEOs. You don't need two yeah. CIOs. I mean, that, and, it, and it's usually 90% of the time the buying company win, wins out, right? And, yeah. Um, I, I do want to touch base on, on something you mentioned, Grinch. You, you said, you know, you had talked about the mismanagement or mishandling of some uh, some releases, I think. Some uh, of the releases. big titles, yeah. Yeah, can you, because again, you know, not being super familiar with it, can you touch on that a little well, bit? Well, I, I, I mean, in some of these games, I, I don't personally play um, whether it is. You're talking uh, about Activision Blizzard's titles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like whether it is Diablo, whether it is, yeah. you know, whether it is Overwatch, you know, in some of these, I, I my impression, and, it, and this is, again, some of this is coming from, you know, the doctor is that the community hasn't been thrilled with the products. Now they're top sellers in some cases, like as, as was the case with Call of Duty, because it just seems to be every year. And you keep wondering how bad, if like if this is the year they're finally going to just push it too hard just to get something out, which is kind of where Warzone is right now. I mean, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. Um I mean, I don't really see much of anything good and even streaming like nobody seems to be enjoying themselves. Zombies was a complete fiasco because of how they pushed Treyarch to have to manage. You know, first off, they had to come in to Infinity War during COVID to get Black Ops and, you know, whatever the title was at the time back on tracks, back on the tracks and moving forward. And then they get rewarded with, hey, you're going to also put in the zombies mode into the into Vanguard. And it's, it's, it's worthless. Like it's, it's barely playable. If, 
when it is, and then there's no content there. And so I think that's, you know, the question I ask myself for Microsoft is, you know, why now? Um, it seemed, I don't know if they thought somebody else was going to make the move first. I don't even know who would have that kind of, you know, those kinds of resources to make the move, but it does. It would be a question. 10 cent or a Sony. It would be another yeah, major player right. in the market. Which is, I mean, which is, they don't want Sony edging them out of more of the marketplace because <laughs> one of the things a lot of Xbox consumers have a problem with is the Sony only content. And yeah. one of the only arguments I would ever have as an Xbox, as a former PlayStation person who's now been converted to Xbox, if somebody said to me, what, yeah, you love Xbox. Well, what, why would you ever go back to PlayStation? And it would be because of the, you know, the, 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 the PlayStation exclusives. content. Yeah. Exclusives. Yeah. So I think, and, and I don't think that that's what Microsoft and Xbox is trying to do here. Cause I think you, you can't alienate a player base. I think that's stupid. Um, but I think if they are trying to get more of the marketplace, I mean, this, this seems like a move in the right direction. Is it risky? Yep. hundred percent. Um, you, you gotta hope that whoever's handling the 40,000 foot view of this understands like we, like you guys have mentioned, you know, current, uh, CEOs got to go, uh, out of blizzard uh, Activision. Um, they, they probably can clean up some things. I mean, overwatch is still pretty popular. I mean, world of world of Warcraft. I started playing that back in 2005, and it's still going strong. Now, it's not as strong as it was back when I was playing, um, but it's still strong. Diablo is a franchise that is very, very popular. They're supposed to be putting out a new Diablo, I think, this year. Um, that well, I know a lot true, of people yeah. are looking looking forward to. Um, and then they, they, um, they're they talking about bringing back Guitar Hero. Um, uh, Phil Spencer came out and said they're going to bring back a lot of the old Activision titles that have gone away. Guitar Hero is the only one I, I, I remember, but yeah, I love Guitar I mean, Hero. I play well, that all day long. And, and I think you know, maybe answering my own question is the belief is Microsoft has found a way to buy itself into the gaming industry because it wasn't a strong player. Now, Sony comparatively is not as big as Microsoft. It certainly didn't have the cash holdings, you know, to be able to make a, a move like this. Right. Um, but okay. Sony was well positioned in the gaming space, largely because of PlayStation. Yeah, I mean, what does Microsoft make? I mean, they make the Xbox console, right? But as far as exclusive right. content or anything like that, what are they developing? Anything? And, and that's that's kind of, I think, what the belief is behind why, why they did this, is it makes well, them a major player in the gaming space. Now, whether they have a firewall or whether you got to join the Game Pass or whatever to get to it, that's what will follow. And I think what everybody is wondering about. Why, well, can, here, why, why try to compete, Mac, when you can just buy the competition? That's what Microsoft's doing. They don't <laughs> well, need well, to right? you know, I mean, yeah, why... I mean, it makes sense. You know, if you yeah. if, if all you're making is the hardware, why not get into the business of making the software that goes along with it, right? Well, and and you guys have touched on it a couple of times. You've said it, and that's Microsoft's Game Pass. And I think that's one of the things they're hoping to capitalize on with this move. A lot of the articles I read said Microsoft can't compete with Sony in terms of the game experience. And so what they're doing is they're, They've you know got Halo Infinite. They've got the Forza, things like that. They're hoping to pull in. Um, well, they've got all the, all the backwards ca uh, compatibility games, right. but they're uh, hoping to pull great. in like your Call of Duties because they can st stick those in Game Pass and, and which is kind of like a Netflix. 
mm-hmm. people can go in and use that, you know, play the games and stuff like that for that monthly price. But what they're Plus saying the- is a lot of these titles in isolation might be fine, but as content across multiple games, the games aren't that impressive as a group. Like if you look at Call of Duty, there are standalone titles within that um franchise that might be good but they're saying it's very cookie cutter and they're just regurgitating the same content i mean that was kind of the blast about call of duty vanguard oh god we're going back to world war ii again well that's it right it's, it's a first person shooter game how many times can you just vomit up the same the same scenario right you're just putting the same people right same oh. thing in well different- that's that's why battlefield jumped into the future with <laughs> battlefield 2042 because yeah. they're like we got to do something different. Well, and, and Call of Duty did the same, the same thing same with Modern War. Or what, well, what, was the, what was the Call of Duty where you could run along walls? Yeah. Turn invisible. Yeah, there there yeah. was one. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I mean, I think a couple of things on that. One um, is, you know, when you just gobble up a company like this, you get all that intellectual property. You don't have to create it fresh. Um, I think Sony was in a better position than Microsoft with its internal studios and what it had going for it. And this is clearly a game changing move. It just kind of begs Uh, the question of what, what the reaction will be. Right. Um, Because yeah, I mean, to your point, Mac, you're getting all this stuff that people know by name, like they're well-known titles. And as long as you're putting out good ones, people are going to buy them. And sometimes even when they're not very good, Um, But I will say with Battlefield, which is DICE, it's its own studio, um, I don't think it's performing very well financially, and there's some discussion of it moving free-to-play. So I think DICE is kind of on the outside of all this, but your Call of Duty is a predictable release every year, you know, and it's usually the top seller. Well, and, and here's another thing worth mentioning. So Xbox has this thing now where they're starting to put things on the cloud. So if you have a standard computer that uses Microsoft technology, you can download onto your computer the ability to play Xbox Game Bar, Xbox Smart Glass, all that stuff from your computer. So if you have a decent graphics card and and enough RAM to run a decent frame per second, right? You can get a wireless controller, Bluetooth onto your your computer and you can play on your computer. So you don't have to buy an Xbox anymore. And I think that line of thinking combined with the fact that they're buying up a franchise where it's kind of people play on PC, you know, people play on console. Now they're kind of, I think they're trying to wrap it all in one neat present and present that to the world. And I think that's the direction they're trying. If, if I was a betting man, um, I think that's yeah. the direction they're trying to go. They're trying to do two things. They're trying to get an in-house production studio to kind of compete with what Sony can do while tandemly trying to do what Google did with Stadia which is make your gaming experience seamlessly online through the cloud. Well, I mean, let's take a look at Disney. You know, decades ago, Disney had their own in-house animation studio, right? And they would put out movies. And then as technology changed, Pixar came along and Disney was like, oh, we'll buy Pixar. But then Disney also wanted to try to do their own 3D computer generated in-house. It just couldn't compete with Pixar. I mean, there was just no way. Pixar was way ahead of the curve. Microsoft is a is a PC company. Now I don't know this. Maybe you two do. Do they compete in the PC gaming realm? I know they had the Xbox console, but do they even uh, compete uh, in the PC gaming world? Their titles are available on PC and Xbox, which is certainly, you know, an advantage. Kind of, and I think, I mean, I think Haas, you know, definitely nailed it there. Of like, 
they 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 have the potential to position themselves where the man the, the method by which you get to the game is irrelevant okay the fact is you're playing one of their games whether it's on a mobile device a pc the xbox they don't care as long as you're spending time playing their games and then hopefully a whole bunch of microtransactions follow well <laughs> microtransactions that's, ad, that's ad, exactly advertising because yeah. yeah. i mean fortnite again it's free to play it makes a lot of money because people and, and buy skins not, and shit. Yeah, and, and the mobile one of the mobile games they're getting they would get in this deal is Candy Crush, yes. which, as I understand, was I never played it, but I know a lot of people who did, and it was apparently pretty well, addicting yeah. and and, and yeah. lucrative. Yeah, I was gonna say that's good because Miss Mac plays the hell out of that, and you know if I know anything, Microsoft will ruin it, so she'll stop playing. So well, and, and the <laughs> other comment you know Doc made is about it. He was talking about a mobile game he plays, and he's like. It's basically like there's a throttle control. You can only get so far in a period of time, and then you kind of run out of moves unless you buy more for the day or something like or that. Or yeah, you wait till the yeah, next you day. Or you've got to oh. wait 24 hours. And because yeah, I've they know get to this point, or you want to keep buy. trucking along, and it's the way they yeah. can measure to ensure you're on like every day. You know, it's that infamous treadmill that I told you. Like I can't stand when a game does that. Of like. They just want to see you on again tomorrow and again tomorrow and again tomorrow, you know, like that subscriptions are guaranteed income, you know, which is where this game pass starts to have a ton of value. I mean, the, the companies that have consistent cash flow from those types of services are, are like pretty healthy from what I gather. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, so the subscription, the, scri- the subscription model of licensing is, is the way everything's going now. Um, you know, it's not just games. I mean, it's any computer software, um, or any software that you're used. I mean, they, they want to get you on that that monthly or yearly subscription pass um, because they know, you know, just like like you mentioned, you know, with the Game Pass. I, apparently, I get billed once a year for that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I can't remember the last time I logged in and played anything or downloaded something new. Which um, is a shame because there's a ton of great content. There's a ton of stuff out there. So much stuff to play. Like, I mean, you don't even have to buy games. I could not buy another game for three years and have plenty of content to play off, just off of the Game Pass. Yeah. So let me ask you a question, Mac. Do you have the Game Pass or the EA Pass? Because they are different. Now, EA, the EA Pass. Got I don't know. I, I get billed like once a month or once a year. That's the EA pass from, from Microsoft. So. Yeah, that's the EA pass. And the EA pass was discontinued and got folded into Game Pass. But unless you pay the uh, the up the upcharge for the entire Game Pass, the you're ultimate. only yeah, you're only going to get the EA games in the okay. Game Pass. So you don't get access to everything. Okay. So, yeah. But again, you're talking about subscription, which I agree. Grinch, I don't play the PlayStation. I'm not fortunate enough to own a PlayStation Five like some people. do they have a subscription service for their games because i know you guys talked about game exclusives for playstation they do oh they do have a like a subscription there's there's the one which is the standard fee for being able to access all multi-line multiplayer and online games kind of like the xbox gold or you know whatever silver gold like it used to be maybe that's the different name now so they have that and then they do have their library of games that you can you can purchase that ability to play anything in the library. Okay. And, and then also, I mean, the other thing, and I'm, I don't know if this is just unique to PlayStation, is every month, if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber, you get free games. Now, the only thing you have to do is go tag it. You don't have to download it. It's forever in your library to be downloaded. Whether or not you, you play it or not. Play it. Yeah. And so okay. I'll usually every month just go add the library, add the library, add the library. 
and then leave it be. I mean, the game I'm playing right now is free this month. Um, okay. That deep galactic mining game. Gotcha. Uh, okay. So I want to go around, Mac. You can weigh in as you see fit. First and foremost, and I probably should have done this in the beginning, is the acquisition of Activision Blizzard by Microsoft a good thing? Yes or no? Real quick. I mean, because we talk well, about it's going to diminish the market for us. It's well, <laughs> I, I'm saying for the gaming industry because it's going to diminish the market, right? It's going to yeah. make the market smaller. Whether well, or not it fig it, it fi figures to clean up the legal issues well, with Activision, it is going to fold all of those IPs under Microsoft. Who knows what will happen with them? Good, bad, or indifferent. Is it a good move to do that? From I, I I will say one other consideration, and I'm I. This is a while ago that I read this, which was, you know, we've, we're obviously talking about the big AAA titles for the most part, but the whole indie gaming industry is probably still on the periphery of this kind of going, well, what does this mean for us? Because they compete within that market space. Like if you, if you jump to, let's say the game, you know, just to see if you wanted to buy a game. Chances are, if it's not somewhere in the top banner or being pushed, you're not going to find it unless somebody has told you, hey, I'm playing this game that kicks ass. You should look it up. Um, that's a lot of titles that are potentially rack, you know, racking up to the top that are going to get you know, the volume pumped up. So I don't, I don't know how that affects the indie games. I think it'll probably strengthen the market for their big IPs that are coming to the table with Activision Blizzard, assuming the management and culture gets straightened out. Now, the, the second part of that is, do they get the time, space, and resources to really create awesome content? And I have no idea what that looks like behind the scenes. Right. So I think there's, will, will good games keep getting cranked out under those titles? And that's, that's the one we'll have to wait and see. And then the second piece will be the access. So you think the move is good or bad? Or is it that clean? Can you even yeah, say yeah, that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, until yeah. the dust settles, I just don't know. Haas, what about you? Um, I think uh, on its face, it's a great purchase from Microsoft. And I think what they're trying to do is be an industry leader and get ahead of the curve here. And if they're able to do that and show other, other businesses in the industry a formula on how to do this, I think it takes gaming in a, in a wonderful direction because I I know what Google Stadia was trying to do, and I really like that concept of I can roll over in the morning, grab my iPad, and start playing a video game, put it down, and go sit in the car while my wife, we commute in, and I can continue playing on my cell phone, and then... I can get to work, work, and then on my lunch hour, I can throw it up on my computer and play and seamlessly, like, it's a non-issue. And I, I know that's what Google Stadia was trying to do. And I think that's where gaming's headed. I think, I think we're headed to the cloud where you're not going to need consoles. It's going to be, you know, linear across, you know, different platforms of, like, tablets, phones, computers, whatever. And I, and I think that's what they're trying to do. So because of that, I think it's a good idea. But like Grin says, until the dust settles, we're not going to know whether this was a great purchase or not. I mean, Blizzard Activision in 2020 reported $8.1 in profit. So for Microsoft to recoup that, I mean, you're talking eight, nine years of that kind of profitability or more. Will they, like Grinch said, will they allow 
I think Mac alluded to this as well. Will they allow the creators to create and get out of their way? Will they, and will they create a culture where they can create and get out of their way? Okay, Mac. And, and I agree with you that fundamentally has to be part of the equation. And I read an article saying, does a good company buying a bad company by default make the bad company better? No. If you leave the organizational chart of the bad company in place and that guy sitting at the top, uh, uh, Grinch, as you said, the face of the company, you leave that guy there, yeah. the company doesn't get better. I don't care what you do with it. So, I mean, it's like putting a bad student in a really good school. They're never going to get better because they were a bad student to begin with. doesn't matter where they're at now. And this is going to be the same thing. So yes, I agree. It is going to depend on how they handle the situation. Mac, good or bad? I know you're a big uh, Minecraft fan. So hopefully- Yeah, that I just want affect. somebody to, uh, to to purchase and bring back the, the Wii, right? I liked my Nintendo's Wii, still Wii out Sports, there? right? Yeah. Yeah, still but they're not, really, they're not really producing for the Wii anymore. It's the That Switch. was a discussion. It's yeah. like, would um, Sony and Nintendo <clears throat> merge? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think- I think from a business standpoint for Microsoft, it's a good deal, right? I mean, it gets them in that marketplace that they weren't before uh, of, of the gaming you know, development. They didn't really have that in-house. So th this gives them that. I, I think, you know, I'll agree with what everybody else said. I think from the consumer standpoint, it, it, it's, you know, it's too early to say, you know, if, if Microsoft goes in there, kind of bogs down the creative process, and you start, you know, getting, you know, a bunch of crap games and, and, and bad updates, then it's a terrible purchase for the uh, the consumers. But if they if they stand back and give them the autonomy to do what they need to do, then I think it can be a win win for everybody. Well, and again, I think that's something that is going to be left to see what happens is, are the games going to be updated? Are we are we going to be in this culture of uh, what was the game Haas cyberpunk? releasing it with a shit ton of issues and hoping we can work them out. Call of Duty Vanguard, releasing it, you know, and hoping we can just iron out any details and, you know, zombies or whatever. Oh, we'll update it as we go. Uh, I worry about this being a good move, again, because you, you tend to limit the market. But as I said, reading some of the stuff that Microsoft has done to other gaming developers that they've acquired, it kind of gives you a concern if they're just basically going to take the IPs that exist and just crank out the same shit every year. And that is one of the things they were saying is Sony in terms of them being able to compete with Sony, Sony places an emphasis on a tour de force experience and quality where Microsoft is just about churning out, you know, call of duty, uh, not call of duty, but I'll use them as, you know, call of duty one, call of duty two, call of duty three, where mm -hmm. Sony is giving you more of an impactful gameplay experience with the games that they're putting out. And I think, Grinch, you said this the other day when you bought the PlayStation 5, right? That they are ahead of Xbox right now in sales and, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. So <laughs> I think it's obviously their way of trying to compete, but are they going to do it effectively? And I worry that doing this will ultimately be an issue. Like you said, we won't know for two, probably two years, oh. maybe longer. I guess a question I have and. I don't know a better way to phrase this um, based on the conversation. When, when was the last game-changing game that came out, right? I mean, you know, you look at it, it's, it's first-person shooters. They're pretty much, you know, all the same, right? It, 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 you know, you go out, you shoot up people. Your sports games, 
you know, you can say Madden 2020, 2021, 2022. The only thing that's really different for the most part is they've updated the rosters. Well, so that, what was yeah. what was that last game that came out that everybody was just like, holy shit, this World, is World this of is, Warcraft. Yeah, probably. Is that it? I mean, well, yeah, probably. Right, inter- introduced the idea of the massive multiplayer yeah. online right. for sure. Right. And um, I mean, it had at its peak, I think it had 20, 25 million players per month. Well, it, and I will say, I, I mean, kind of, and, and you your, pay per month to play that game. I mean, Mac, to your point, I, I almost think it's the opposite motivation. I don't know that they care about what's new. It's they care about what already exists under the umbrella of that company. I mean, like this, you know, this article's, you know, Despite not great reviews, Call of Duty Vanguard, the 18th installment in the series, was the number one best-selling game last year, with the previous installment, 2020's Black Ops Cold War, coming in at number two. You know, it's just, it's such a reliable moneymaker that they can just crank it out. And now, um, let's see, uh, you'll have Halo, Doom, Overwatch, and Call of Duty all under the same umbrella. And all of these, within these studios, are games that are in their you know, part of their intellectual property that can, you know, be ported into the game pass fairly quickly, I would imagine. Right. And, you know, you've got this game and the game pass uh, looks like it says recently surpassed 25 million subscribers. Yeah. I mean, and that's back to jump. That 25 million times, however much they're paying a month or a year. Right. Guaranteed money. Now to also answer your question, I know you say world of Warcraft, I would say, probably the last game that really made an impact in the industry was Fortnite because they went mm-hmm. to a free yeah. platform. That's a good point. And, and now you, they talk about, it's become a verb, the Fortniteification of games where mm-hmm. they release a free platform and then the and microtransaction based, is yeah. how they make a shit ton of money. Yeah. But what's interesting about that is people like, and I think Grinch has alluded to this before this, this thing with the microtransactions, I mean, that shit will, that, that shit will put me off to a game faster than anything else. Yeah. When I buy a game, I buy a game. Don't, yeah. don't fucking try to nickel dime. Nickel and dime. I, well, I used to love. I used to love logging in with Grinch. I'm like, oh look, new fucking outfit. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think. Well, I think there. You know, I, I, I'm of two minds when it comes to that. One is like, if you're putting out really good shit, I'm okay with paying for it. It's the same way I felt about music. Like the artist deserves compensation, right? Compensation yeah. for doing great work, and some of those skins and stuff they did were fantastic. Um. Where I take issue with it is when it becomes the pay to win mm, and yeah. you have a decisive advantage because you're spending money. Well, I take advantage with, uh, with that and uh, when it becomes a gambling type situation where you can like, uh, I think Counter-Strike was one of those where you could like bet against other players. Oh, really? Yeah. And I, you could put up like a piece of your gear and they could put a piece of their gear and there was like a random generated role and whoever won, won and took both pieces. Oh, that kind of, I mean, you got to stay away from shit like that too. You know, it's interesting because in the articles I've read, another name that got mentioned that could potentially be a player in the market is Disney. Hmm. And they're talking about Disney. And of course, what they're saying is if you don't make Disney level money, you're not even going to be on their radar they're not even going to worry about trying to acquire you. But it was saying Disney can take things a step further that no other developer can because obviously they have their theme parks, right? So they can have a game. They can do TVs, movies based on the franchise. They can do theme park attractions based on the games. Now, I don't know how many people might take advantage of that aspect, but clearly 
Disney makes money hand over fist doing shit like that. Well, I, I'll tell you another. I, I really just thought of this. And I think this is another aspect that Microsoft, like I haven't seen anybody specifically address it in any of the articles, but I think Microsoft has definitely got their eye on the ball of this is the competitive tournaments for some right. of these games because they're a big draw. And it's it, the future is only getting brighter, um, assuming they manage it well. Because like you're, you're talking <laughs> like the esports, yeah, kind yes. of venues. Okay. I think that is a huge growth industry. That's all, like imagine if it actually has the horsepower behind it of like a massive company that's going to make sure like it's accessible. It's not like buried somewhere in YouTube, you know, right. and you have to like it's look for it. Not playing on ESPN. It's even happening. Yeah. Where 14 year olds so, are getting paid. I mean, I got to admit, I watched that last, that tournament last year. Like I was on the friggin' edge of my seat. It was so intense and just hearing their call outs and like how, how frenetic it was. I was like, this is just quality entertainment. I'm like stressed out right now. <laughs> like that's how we are when we play together. We, <laughs> yeah. we talk to each other just like that. So I think by securing a lot of these first person shooters, which tend to be your tournaments, I know there's some others, you know, um, I, I think they've definitely secured a solid footing in that space and unfortunately whether or not it's good or bad remains to be seen and there's no way to know yeah i mean there's going to be there's going to be pros and cons right we know that i mean there is when most situations like this i mean i i know several of the cons and you alluded this earlier was the smaller studios do they do they get pushed so far to the side today most of them have to close up shop I mean, some of the arguably some of the best content we've had in the last four, five, six, seven years is from smaller studios. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping they still have a, you know, opportunity because there's some truly amazing things that come out of these indie studios. But, you know, if nothing else, if Kotick is gone after all this, then I applaud Microsoft. There you go. <laughs> I was about to say that that may be one of the one of the biggest huge booms. Yes. Of all. I just right. want that. I just want that piece of shit out of our gaming lives. And again, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know touch on this because I I don't know what what is the deal with with him. It is yeah. it's largely believed he was a big part of how the Activision Blizzard culture started to like develop in the way it did. Um, you know, he ignored. It's alleged he ignored complaints. Um, you know, shoot him to the side because all he cared about was the profits. Gotcha. And so it just kept festering to the point where this lawsuit got filed that's pending in California. And we're talking um, like sexual harassment allegations. I think it's all the above. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's, it's well, in hostile culture. work environment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's right. pay for, you know, transgender pay for, you know, for gay employees, how they handled complaints. You know, it's just like across the board. From and the mad dash sprint culture from one title to the next and no quality of life for its employees. I mean, right, you're working yeah. around the clock to just push out a title. That one goes to market. You start again. And it's, so it's just fucking hamster wheel culture. Mm-hmm. Which and obviously so. has huge burnout and, and you lose creative directors. You lose great content creators and developers. Right. Um, and, and that's just, that's, that's no way to run. A, I mean, a, I think big production house, I think Raven just got its QA staff back because they unionized because of how they were being treated and the hours they worked and their pay, you know? Like. And I, it's funny you mentioned that. Cause I heard, or I came across a blip when I was reading articles to prepare for this. I think Activision Blizzard is trying to unionize um, uh, ahead of all of this. So that would be interesting as well. And if that's an element, if they're able to successfully unionize, 
um, be a big what help. Does that la- what does that landscape look like with Microsoft buying them up? Right. Don't know. But what I do know is I don't know if any of you saw it, but the face you just pulled, Mac, when you finished off that fucking thing, looked like you just threw up in your mouth. <laughs> fucking hysterical. Um, did you want to go make another? Because we can pause for you if you need to. Uh, I think we can power no, through. No, you just keep on go power through. Uh, Mac, if you're not going to mention it, I'm going to. Go for it. Okay. Um, so you sent out an article today about an individual who sold off a bunch of stock of Activision mm-hmm. when they found out that this sale was pending. And that would be none other than Marjorie Taylor Greene, House of Representatives, <laughs> Congresswoman from Georgia. Which, you know, wait a minute. How did her name come up in a gaming conversation? Right. I, what's if we were wrong talking with about abortion, <laughs> I get it. But uh, yeah, we're talking about gaming. And this woman sold $15,000 worth of Activision Blizzard stock. Now, she reports capital gains on that is only $200 from the disclosure form. I don't know if that's accurate. Who the fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, even people like that, obviously getting involved in this conversation, which is a little weird. You're right, Mac. Not some, not a name you expect to be associated with this particular content, but this waste of space clearly had stock and decided to sell it. So thought that was no. interesting. But anytime you talk about, you know, big acquisitions, big mergers, anything like that, I mean, it, it it has far-reaching implications, right? Much more than just the actual acquisition or merger itself. Well, that's true. I mean, you know, I certainly don't mind any opportunity to bash on this bitch, but uh, <laughs> and you know, I'm sorry for my text, my text about her today. She's so, also somebody just teed that up for Grinch. Well, it's right also ahead. funny she is invested in uh, Pfizer, Johnson and Johnson, and AstraZeneca, even though, <laughs> even though she's she, unvaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ridiculous i mean it, when it comes to making money it's funny how your morals uh <laughs> morally oh, they don't, they don't really principled play as yeah. you, you might as you know suggest exactly but yeah I, whatever i mean I, for what i gather she is fairly well attuned to the stock market and is very active so i you know probably got it well that's because she's not spending know. a whole lot of time doing congressional shit yeah. some insider trading there right it's like jesus christ yeah just not a name when you sent that out i was like wait what i had to do a double take i'm like what why is that associated with what we're talking about and then i read the article i was like of course fucking ridiculous um yeah i mean obviously i'm looking forward to seeing what happens with this whether or not it's good or bad i definitely thought it was an interesting topic to cover we do have some gaming background in terms of that we all do play or have played at some point. Mac, I'm sorry that the Wii is, you know, not in wide circuit. They're not creating for that in wide circulation anymore. But hey, you know, you do Look, what you can I'm with what you it, got. I'm bringing it back. I'm, I'm getting yeah, mine right. out. I'm going to start uh, start a YouTube stream. When's the last time you 20, had it out? When I was there 24, a few years 24 ago. 7 <laughs> playing, uh, playing Wii Sports, man. Yeah, I doubt it. I, I, know, I know three people that will tune in. I, I would. And none of them are here. Do you? Man. I was about to say, do you? <laughs> those Nintendo games, though, are so fun. They're just so it was, unique. It's just so simplistic, right? I mean, I mean back to like a game changer, like Super Mario yes. Brothers, when it came on. I mean, how, I mean, how many of us have just played this? Oh, shit yeah. out of it? Or Mario Kart? Yeah. Yeah, that was another one. <laughs> and I would yeah, agree. But, but, like, like you said, the, the Nintendo, when it came out, was kind of a game changer. Um, in the market, yeah. In the marketplace, yeah, it because it was that thing that got you up off the sofa playing video games. In the Connect, right? I mean, that was Microsoft. That was thing. It never trying to compete. really took off. <laughs> no. 
But again, those were a number of the developers that Microsoft acquired that they managed to run into the ground, like the Connect Sports and stuff like that, right. because they just didn't have the eye for creating quality content like Nintendo had done. And I well, think Nintendo's, were, if you look at Nintendo, I mean, their graphics were, you know, very, very basic. Well, they weren't um, trying to compete on a graphics it, level. They right. just it wanted was, the dynamic nature of the sport. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know, but I, I have to wonder if, you know, going back in the evolution of Microsoft, I, I can only imagine there's some people within that structure who are like, this video game stuff's bullshit. And there was probably a guy who's like, oh, no, it'll make a lot of money. We just got to do it right. And they were like, and he got eh. pushed out. <laughs> And so, right. And he's probably been fired. And now he's like, I tried to tell them 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've we've all been in situations, I think, where, you know, you sort of see where things are headed and you're like, if we do this right. And they did it and it failed, but they drew the wrong lessons from it. They just thought it failed instead of asking the why. Mm -hmm. And maybe Microsoft is taking that to heart this time of going, no, we need to really protect this cash cow. Cause I mean, we can, we can make a whole lot of money over the coming decades. And, and, you know, and I would just say for the industry writ large, you know, it's like Microsoft had the resources and they made a move. It's aggressive. It's very aggressive. Yeah. And, you know, it reminds me of the quote from uh, general Shinseki who, you know, by and large in the army left with a bad reputation because of the whole black beret thing. But his quote was, uh, if you don't like change, you'll like obsolescence even more or even less. <laughs> <You know>? mm -hmm. <laughs> like the gaming industry was static and Microsoft's like, hey, guys. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> Again, I really feel like that the, what they're what they're trying to do is set themselves up for the future and, and, and yeah. put themselves position themselves in a way to where they're ahead of the curve and they're setting the tone. Uh, yeah, well, and, I and I hope that's what they're doing and not just saying, oh, let's buy this. So before somebody else buys it and we don't really know what to do with it yet, right? Well, that's the worry. Are they going to do it to develop content? Or are they going to do it just to line their pockets with the subscriptions that are going to come along uh, with it? Or, or uh, I, I imagine Sony both. from buying it, you right? Hope. I mean, well, and, and yeah, I mean, and, and that was probably a, a consideration too, Mac. I mean, you know, if Sony had bought them up, I mean, that puts Sony in a, a pretty unique position as well. Yeah. Especially considering they like to, you know, put out Sony only content. You know, I, I mean, I will say for the cross-platform games where they have like the Sony exclusive, this shit rarely amounts to anything. I mean, there no. was one. There was one. I know it's annoying. Like, yeah, because you're like, hey, I, you have that, and I'm like, I know. No. I mean, they had that one mode that wasn't available for a year. I mean, otherwise, you get like skins and little odd and crap. You know that you're like, okay, this calling card's lame. You know, like, um. I mean, okay, so the exclusives to the platform are their in-house studios, you know, like I think the Spider-Man, um, but yeah, God no, I'm with you, you know, I mean, yeah, God, well, God of War is such a great fucking game, not gonna I lie. know, which is why <laughs> I hate that it's an exclusive. It is on PC now, though. Yeah. Yeah. How's that working out for you, Haas? <laughs> but it's on PC. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need to build a new PC, gaming PC. Sorry, what were you saying, Grinch? No, that's the end of the thought. No, oh, okay. I, I'm, I'm, rounds, the thought. I'm rounds complete. Rounds complete. Um, all right. So, uh, look, I don't, this is one, like I said, I thought it was an interesting topic just because of what it means for the gaming industry, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, I, I know some of us game at different levels, miss gaming with you guys, but 
what is going to be that next title that's going to kind of draw us together. We thought it might be Battlefield, and now Battlefield is kind of waning. Call of Duty Vanguard clearly struggling. Uh, Cyberpunk came out, and it was an issue, and they are trying to iron. Yeah, and a year, a year, a year and change later, and they're still like, "Oh, we're going to put out." I mean, most of the bugs and issues have been fixed in Cyberpunk 2077, but they're now talking about putting out content. Um, that should have been in the original and there's this whole thing. Are they going to make us pay for it? Cause they better not fucking make us pay for it. It should better be free. Well, what's worse if they were to do that or go, Oh, we're coming out with cyberpunk too. And you're like, yeah, I haven't even fucking oh, yeah, fixed cyberpunk one motherfucker. Ba- yeah. You can go eat a bag of dicks. Nah, it's <laughs> like, um, you, you know, fun fact, um, because I love we're, facts. we're playing cyberpunk right now uh, for the, our, our online game group. You know, when we were in high school, you know, it was called cyberpunk 2020. Mm-hmm. and here we are <laughs> and you'll notice the game that came out was cyberpunk 2077 right and it's interesting to see what they envisioned the technology to be like in 94 versus today you know like the power of the cell phone which they they didn't even come close like in terms of the memory capacity and all that of what it would be of what it would be um so it's it, you know it's it's like every time we envision the future like i don't even know if we can come close but then in other areas we so far exceed what anybody envisioned like what the internet means today versus like when we were in high school and you're like what is this bbs dial-up thing you know (laughs) shit by now i thought we'd have trans warp drive we'd be beaming from place to place yeah and every time i drive i'm like this is some bullshit right i'd like to just step into a transporter and boom (laughs) where's my flying car motherfuckers Mm -hmm. exactly Mm -hmm. can you imagine if you could just beam somewhere like oh i'm gonna go see Haas in austria boom yeah yeah. i'd show up in his bedroom in the middle of the night (laughs) hey (laughs) would you please And you'd be home before the wife even knew you were gone. That's right. (laughs) Come back. Why are you smelling so big? That's right. Look, you could go to a bar and get shit faced. You don't got to worry about driving home. Right. Just make sure you teleport some pineapple with you. We we could, we could, yeah, right. We could get together in person and do the podcast every week in person. Yeah. Ah, Somebody really needs to get on this. Yeah. Who's working on that? Can can we, can somebody call Bill Gates? Yeah. I prefer Bill Gates that's, that's, and not Jeff Goldblum. He didn't have a lot of luck with teleportation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about Elon Musk? Maybe. 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 Ooh, I don't know. Um, well, gentlemen, I do appreciate it. Not maybe there's not a debate there, but it was interesting to get everybody's position. Mac, I do appreciate you participating. I know you said early on this week, like, okay, I will not be participating, and yet here you uh, were. I, I got another. I got plenty of stuff to do for another hour. So. <laughs> um but as always i do appreciate y'all being here giving me your hot takes your opinions and your approach to whatever the topic is and as always for all you masturbators out there please feel free to weigh in haas what is our email address brother it's the four horsemen is that a number or is that spelled out it's spelled out because that's what you do in the english language up to to 10 you spell it out I was going to say, you put him on the spot. He's going to be like, oh, shit. What is our email address? What do we do? Look at, no, he got it right. <laughs> he, he's uh, spot at, on. At, gmail, at gmail.com. No, sir. It it's is not. a debate. It's it a, is. It's at AOL, AOL.com. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And you can mail. email us if you have dial-up. We will absolutely It's the four respond. horsemen at asslesschaps.com. God, I should have bought that. Why didn't I? <laughs> uh, it is the four horsemen at a spirit debate.com. Thank you for that gentlemen. As a collective, we got the email out and announced and I appreciate it. Uh, feel free to go to our website, a spirit 
Uh, check out all of our episodes, the drinks that we have here. If you'd like to drop us a line, topic you'd like us to debate, uh, tell us how you feel about Marjorie Taylor Greene. Maybe you're a big fan, maybe you're not. Love to hear about it. Uh, what do you think of the gaming industry and this acquisition of uh, Activision Blizzard by Microsoft? Whatever it is, just tell us how you're doing. doesn't matter. We don't care. Just love hearing from you. Uh, but with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. And obviously our final thoughts before we leave, as always, tell somebody you love them. Life is short. Enjoy it. Gentlemen, I appreciate it. Give them a good old bear hug. Fuck yeah. Transport yeah. into their room in the middle of the night. Right. And no, 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 nuzzle into them. A little big spoon. Let, little let spoon. them know. They'll you appreciate know. it. I know Mac did when I was there. Lift their yeah. hair. Tell them just they lean, smell. Just lean into it. Just lean into it. <laughs> and uh, as always, we enjoy being here week in and week out. And we will do this again next week, gentlemen. Thank you very much. And I will talk to you later. Thank you, sir. Right, Word, thank you. gentlemen. views, information, or opinions expressed during the Aspirated Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests involved and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the host or guests may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. While guests are invited to listen, listeners acknowledge that they are not being provided professional advice from the podcast or its guests. The content within the parameters of Aspirated Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are for entertainment and educational purposes only. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual.